everyone, and a welcome to Season 3, Episode 5 of the Potter Discussion. I'm your host, Oscar, and here on the Potter Discussion, we discuss some of Harry Potter's deepest and darkest theories, tidbits, and little easter eggs you might have missed, and you probably did. Today's theory is not a part of the story. However, it is, in a way. You'll find what I mean. This theory pertains to Professor Quirrell and his true obstacle of getting to the Sorcerer's Stone. That was the entire plot of the first book. Uh, Professor Quirrell trying to get to the stone and his ultimate failure when Harry stopped him and then Dumbledore was like, It's the magic of true love! So, <laughs> yeah. That's basically what happened. Um, story, sorry, spoilers, but you fired her at that one, so, yeah, um, I'm so excited, actually, because I have some really good theories in the, in the works, I'm actually communicating with some of you listeners right now, uh, you know who you are, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm so excited for this episode, for the upcoming episodes, got a pretty good streak going, and we shall continue it, but, today's theory, Quirrell's True Obstacle. Professor Quirrell was the first in the long line of defense against the Dark Arts teachers. His end came when the power of love overcame him, and when he tried to grab Harry, and Quirrell just disintegrated. Literally just disintegrated. One of the main points in the book was Quirrell's trouble in getting past the obstacles guarding the Sorcerer's Stone. He could find a way around or through every single one of them, except for Fluffy, the giant three-headed dog. And, I must say, great job, Hagrid. I mean, there were so many qualified wizards and witches crafting carefully designed things to stop someone from getting past. And Hagrid was the one that held up. He won the contest. Woo! Alright, anyways. So, if Fluffy was the only thing in the way, and Fluffy is a living thing, why didn't Quirrell just kill Fluffy? And... That is the million-dollar question. Why didn't Quirrell just kill Fluffy when he had the chance? <sighs> well, next thing you might ask is, what are the things that could be stopping Quirrell from casting the killing curse? The only information we have on how a person would cast that spell is Barty Crouch Jr. telling us in his Professor Moody form. He said you have to have a sufficient amount of real magical ability to make something like that happen. For perspective, he said that if all of the students in that class were to cast that spell on him, he wouldn't get so much as a nosebleed. That can really narrow down our guess. So if Quirrell had to be at a reasonable level of power in order to actually cast the spell, is he? Was he up to the task? Well, I don't think so. Carrying Voldemort around is no easy job, and is explained to be very painful. The animals Voldemort used only lasted a couple days. If Quirrell wasn't feeling those same effects as the animals, he definitely couldn't muster up enough strength to cast that hard and demanding of a spell. Well, is that it? Is the question answered? Well, ah, no, it is not. That is not because uh, that is not the answer. I stroked my chin, and I scratched my head, and I finally made a connection. Every single 
magical person could point their wands at Fluffy and say the words Avada Kedavra, and absolutely nothing would happen. This is the case for one reason, and one reason only. Fluffy the dog is immortal. Or his name, formerly Cerberus. If you know something about Greek myths, you might have an idea where I'm going. Cerberus is the giant three-headed dog in Greek mythology guarding the underworld to keep the dead from escaping and returning to, to life. Fluffy was found by Hagrid in Greece. Is that a coincidence? One of the, um, one of the most prominent entrances into the underworld is in Greece and Greek mythology. There's two connections there. And it even gets even weirder. We never see Fluffy as a puppy. With um, with Norbert, oh, Norberta, rather, we see her right from the beginning. And the teachers never went down the obstacles. Like, he, like they, they never really tried to get past him, just like for a, for a test, almost. So, might that be because they just knew that Fluffy could never die and knew the stone would be safe forever? <gasps> bum 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 well that is the theory the end of my notebook too i have to start a new one but so there you go this i love it the theory and the theory one of my favorite kinds of theories and one of my favorite kinds of theories in the theories and i really like that it's so far-fetched that the fact that cerberus could be immortal is it's like uh, something that's so crazy, but it's like such a crazy idea that it might actually work. Like th th that's saying it's so crazy it might actually work. Well, this is the perfect scenario where that quote, or I don't know what it is, could be applied. And I mean, it seems like it's way too much of a coincidence for this to be not the case. Because if Cerberus was, well, I should call him Fluffy because we don't know if Cerberus, but if if Fluffy was found in um, in Greece, and he was left in Greece, that would make him a perfect candidate, and he's a giant three-headed dog, I mean, I know he's magical, and Hagrid even says himself that Fluffy is one of a kind, one of a kind means there's no other like, no other three giant three-headed dogs like Fluffy, so because we live in, because they, they live in a magical world of crazy things, Greek mythology might even be true. So, with this in mind, the fact that Fluffy is one of a kind and Cerberus could exist in that same world would really point to the fact that Fluffy might actually be Cerberus. If Cerberus is immortal, then that means that Fluffy could, like, so Cerberus could be a Fluffy almost for however many months he had to be, and then just grow, go right back. That would be just a blink, a blink if he was immortal. So it would seem like no time at all, just taking a walk, like getting up from your desk and stretching and coming right back. So I think it's such a, it, it fits so well that it really could make sense that Fluffy could have just, you know, been like, so Cerberus could have just got up from his desk this is, of course, theoretical. And then got, protected the stone, and then came back, and there you go. And with Norbert, oh, actually, Norbert, I made that mistake again. With Norberta, Hagrid actually got the egg, and we saw for a fact that 
Norberta was a small dragon, a baby, hatching from the egg, then growing, growing, growing. And we did never, we never saw that with Fluffy. But because it probably wouldn't have grown, that it makes sense because if you're immortal, you're born as is. You don't grow, you don't age. So it definitely could also fit that we never see Fluffy as a small, small little puppy. I really like this theory because it really changes around how the first book is seen. Knowing that Coral's task was impossible could really put a like a a sense of like ultimate security. And every time that Coral gets really close to stealing the stone, now whenever you like that happens, I think we're all, everyone listening right now is gonna never ever gonna have that worry again. Of course, because you've already read the book, but also because now we know that Fluffy is Cerberus and he's immortal. And also, oh, my chair just broke. <laughs> Not really. So, um, and I also like that um, Voldemort didn't even recognize the fact that Fluffy was Cerberus and immortal. Because if Voldemort is such a prominent wizard, he might, that, that could have even pointed to the fact that even Voldemort is so much weaker than we actually realize. Because he has to live off of Quirrell. And he didn't even recognize that Fluffy was this huge part of Greek mythology and of their lives, too. So that could also point to the part the fact that Voldemort is weaker than we think. I think I have I think I have rambled long enough. I will cut this episode off right here. If you like what you hear, please consider sticking around for future episodes. I have a little surprise coming up in the next few episodes coming up. I said that like so many times, but yes, I have a mini series planned. It's going to be awesome. I'm writing it right now. It is so cool. I even like it. And I've already read it like three times, so it's awesome. Definitely stay tuned for that. If you want your review read on the air, how about you leave one? If it is five stars, please tell me what I am doing right. And if it is not, tell me what I'm doing wrong so I can continue making this the best content you've ever heard and improving it even further. If you have any questions, comments, or theories that you want to hear on the podcast, you can send me an email. My email is thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com. That is thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com. If you want more of a one-on-one text format, you can DM me on Instagram. My handle is at thepotterdiscussion at thepotterdiscussion. I have already had some very delightful conversations with some of you guys. You do know who you are. So if you want to be part of that and join the community, post every single day, well, most days at least, for some awesome quizzes, awesome memes, it's a good time. Yeah, that's it for this episode. Please stay safe and wear your mask. Bye-bye.